new for 96 with your hosts Kevin McCauley and Chris Nguyen. Why do they call it a lav mic though? Lavalier. What is a lavalier? Nobody knows. It sounds like lavatory mic, which right. I'm for, <laughs> for the hilarity. <laughs> but I don't actually know. Why don't they call it a lap mic? Because it's a lapel. A lap mic. Mm, that's a good good thought, Jerry. Is it? Okay. Good one. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, hey, Kevin. Good evening. <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to say. What am I supposed to say? This is welcome to new for 96. Okay. All right. That's a little out of unison because now I'm about to say new for 96. I thought you would jump in at any okay. moment. Oh, we're going to synchronize this now or wait? Oh, damn it. Okay. Welcome to new, new for, for 96. 96. Okay. Off yeah. the charts again. Yep. That was good. Hmm. Mm. How are you? Good. Good. You sent me a picture of your cars in two garages, and I couldn't tell if it was a Photoshop or if you actually have two storage units next to each other as a weird facsimile of a real garage household situation. Yeah, what normal people have when they buy houses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I decided to buy a house with zero garages. Uh, I love I don't what know you've why. done with the exterior. Thank you. Um, yes. So I have currently... Two garages now, um, and so the Celsius and the Porsche uh, each have their own spaces in part because I wanted to switch the Porsche to Haggerty, and you have to have a covered space for that. Oh, God. why are you switching it? Why? You're trying less. to sell it. I Well, but the new car is going to have to have... Okay, Like okay. the air cooler is going to have to be stored. Yeah. Okay, fine. So okay. this is preparation. Because I locked it down. I had to lock it down at a certain rate. And so um, it was a really good deal for the mm -hmm. weekend. Because I leased out a really huge space. Uh, but it was really linear. and It was too be, deep. It was, it was too, too, deep. No, too deep, theoretically, or one Celsius deep. Yeah, it was one Celsius deep. So it was like okay. 10 by like 100 feet. Mm -hmm. uh, and it would have been really annoying to get like the back car out if i needed to so this makes more sense and it's not yeah. that much more no it's good yeah it's good. so i'm happy for that because now yeah i can put two cars there instead of keeping one car out in my driveway yeah and um, now you can park the bmw in your driveway is that where it yeah. currently is yeah because i feared for its life yeah honestly uh because i have had like multiple cars um uh, sideswiped on the street for no reason uh, other than that it was... You think there was no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, now I have um, a two-car garage um, located half a mile away from my house. So, an easy walk uh, to get to. I would say it's more like three quarters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't walk there. Right. I mean, who would walk that far? Not in Houston. No. Like, I drive to my mailbox, which is directly outside my door. So, um, anyways, yeah. So, I'm happy about that. Uh, and, again, in preparation for um, getting an air-cooled because uh, I, I'm i going to have to keep the Celsius in storage to qualify for Haggerty's 
coverage mm-hmm. and the air cold would be the same situation. So um, this is for that primarily. Now you should ask me uh, where I'm storing it because I'm storing it exactly where uh, I decided to leave out of anger because of their lack of just care. Um, oh, so you're the same place where yes. you had the leak. Yeah. But you assured me, okay, the, what the, when you had the, the weird long unit, you assured me that there was nothing above it that could leak mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. fall yeah. apart. Yeah. Now that is no longer the case? Now that is no longer the case because <laughs> I ended up moving into a space that I declined twice because there was a... Uh, there's like a fire main line, like a the fire, you know, the sprinkler system. Oh, yeah. Like the main line goes into the storage unit. That's good. That's like the exit row of the airplane, but yeah. that's where your your yeah. cars have extra no leg room. No possibility for leaking there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it shoots across both hey, units. if a fire happens, they're mm-hmm. in the right place. That's true. That's true. Uh, or if like a, because basically it maintains pressure all the time, these lines. So like it's stationary plumbing that basically has like pressure upon it, like at all times. So something bad may happen, but here's the thing is that the, the spaces are actually kind of deep. They're only slightly less deep than the long space that I had. So I parked the car like way in the back of the space. So it's like away from the pipe. So should it burst, um, it will but slightly sneeze upon the car. Is it a less kind of annoying, like, crazy angle to get in or out? Yes. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. There good. is, however, in front of it, um, there's a leased-out parking space in front of it where there's, like, a really decrepit, like, um, camper. Like, it's like one of those cartoon, like, two-wheeled campers. Two-wheeled? Yeah. It's like a cartoon. Oh, like a trailer. Like a trailer, like a, a camper. And it's like beige and it has an yeah. assorted variety of stripes and different... Yeah. I'm almost certain that like someone lives in it, but I'm not quite sure. But it looks really terrible. But someone pays like a monthly fee to keep this thing like there. Uh, and so that's the old, that's the thing that's like in front of my storage unit. But I can like get in and out like much easier. Oh, that's so, great. That's great. Yeah. So there's that. That's a good kind of resolution um for my parking situation um but other than that um like this is so stupid but both of those cars that i park in there are black and i'm so excited that they won't continually be rained upon uh so that i have to clean them with frequency uh like every two days well a perfect black car is one that's never driven and is yep kept untouched yep and you can't put a car cover on it because it will like mar it <laughs> upon taking off the cover oh you better believe there's swirl marks yep yep so now it just gets dusty because i can't put a car cover and like it's still like there's air around it mm-hmm. um but at least it won't get like rained or shat upon um by humans because of the neighborhood i live in um so i'm glad for that um so now on to the next (laughs) oh well okay this is related to um our homes but i briefly i i finally have finished my office in my home i saw and so there's a window seat Mm -hmm. and so the fabricator was he was like what uh he's like are you gonna make a cushion for this seat 
And I was like, oh, yes, I will put Laura to work making a cushion. Because yeah. she, she is good at that kind of thing. Yeah. She's very good at sewing. And I was thinking, like, what fabric I would do. Yeah. And then I went to the obvious choices. Mm-hmm. We already have some houndstooth in our house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the... Are you going to make it automotive? Oh, everything is. Related. It has to be. Yeah. But... Um, so that like eighties like Porsche fabric that says the Porsche script like diagonally, oh. it's like three hundred and forty five dollars a yard. Okay. So I I think it's a little my straight friend. I while I like the idea of this, do you think it's a little too thematic? Uh, it is, but it's like subtle. I mean, it, I mean, it's kind of subtle ish. Mm. But the one that I think I'm leaning towards. So I was thinking uh, this is why I brought this for a topic of discussion. Yes. Is and thank you for saying I'm straight. I don't get that a lot. The the other thing that I wanted for this discussion was to get input because I thought like, oh, maybe like GTI Tartan because it's not, you know, it's nothing like it doesn't have to, it's, it's automotive, it's cool. cool. But then the one that I kind of settled on just because it's inexpensive and whatever yep. is like on the, um, on the 911 uh, G model club sport, mm. it's those really cool sports seats where it's just black with like pinstriping okay that's really cool because i would love that in an air cold like yeah uh, me too it's 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 nondescript like it doesn't say porsche and it's cool looking and i could find a black pinstripe fabric for like pennies yeah oh that'd be really cool um but do you have other suggestions i have plenty yeah they're probably not automotive related, but no, uh, I mean, I, I know that's that's why I'm asking, like furniture or beams yeah. or mid-century or something related that is, you know, interesting. I mean, I would like, consider. I wish you could suggest something like, uh, like something made out of like recycled prototypos or, oh, uh, yeah. like you're sitting on a fuke. Can't you tell <laughs> how uncomfortable yeah, it so is you're pulling metal shards out of your bottom? Yep. Well, it happens. Mm. Um. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to think about this. I have to think about this. Okay, I, well. Your office, you know, I think it's, it's going to need some warmth. So, like, probably maybe leather, like brown leather would be kind of nice. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. I see the, the uh, uh, I am trying to think of, like, not mean things that I say to my own clients when they make bad decisions. Wait, are you saying my stripes is a bad decision? No. Oh, just d- rejecting your leather is immediately bad. And by no, I meant maybe. Okay. Um, no, I think the stripes would be fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we'll talk about this. Yeah, I'm going to ask your input for many things. Do we know worry. anyone who has access to Photoshop <laughs> that we might uh, mock this up? Um, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. We're bad graphic designers. I have, I have a pirated copy of Photoshop 5.5. Yep. 1.0. You know that, uh, I started using Photoshop when I was like 12 and it, I used Photo Stylus because it I'm was like. I'm so much. I'm oh, sorry whatever. if you can't hear Chris right now. Whatever. Uh, like that's what got me into like. Um, sort of the career that I'm in currently. Me, me too. But I was, uh, I was in high school and I was using 5.5. I think 5.5 was the first version I had. You, you really in high yeah. Okay. High school. Were you doing like weird things like photoshopping like boobs on, uh, like bikini? I don't know what. No, I was photoshopping. You? Like, I honestly, I was photoshopping like my friends' cars. So think like Integras mm. with body kits to have like 
This is further, the same thing as I just said. Further, I know, further aerodynamic enhancements and like carbon fiber hoods. Like mm-hmm. I could make like a fake carbon fiber hood in Photoshop. I could lower it in this Photoshop. This is a lot. Yeah. Should yeah. I stop talking now? Yeah, this okay. is bad. Uh, would you say that you used to have an interest in uh, Japanese vehicles and the modifications of? Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had like a brief period where like I pretended to be kind of into that because like a subset of the subset group of friends I had were kind of like one of them had just bought like a brand new Civic Si in Ooh. the blue EBP Electron yeah. Blue Pearl. Yeah, and uh, at that time I had just gotten the Protege Five, and he was just like. He was talking up like how, what I should do to this thing, and I had zero interest in like modifying it. Yeah, uh, I would have actually loved to have turned it into like a Mazda Speed Protege Five. Oh, like which all would the M- really cool. Yeah, like all the MP3. Yeah. like suspension. I would have done that. I would have done that because like it's like even then I was I was more interested in kind of like stock plus than I was like completely. Yeah, I mean I've always been like that. Yeah, and I mean and we you know my friends and I like my friends had more money to spend and they put like turbochargers on their Hondas and stuff and did more extreme mods. But I always, um, you know, like I, like we all did autocrosses yeah. and would try to do things that would help for that. Not yeah. like we're going to win everything, but just to try to make like an improved driving platform. That would actually, that uh, would have been really cool to build like a Protege 5, like a Mazda Speed Protege 5. Um, you should, you should do it. You I should know. see if you can get a third bag at the, storage yeah. place actually i for one second while i was looking for like a daily driver a day, daily beater like okay so daily difference between daily driver and daily beater like for me was that like i actually thought about like because the gti was kind of more of like a beater for me because it has it had aesthetic flaws you are upsetting so many of what you call it was a beater the people you call gti people oh i did say that but uh i also thought about getting a protege 5 and reliving that memory even though like it was a solid it was a solid car it was a loose driving experience may i make Uh, a suggestion yes okay so you had an e90 yes and then you later bought a three series of that generation wagon since you already had a protege 5 you should buy a protege of that generation sedan no yeah why be, be, like for the MP3? reason i just said for the re- no just just for the reason i just said like for the complete, opposite for yes just a different experience yes i honestly like would probably hate driving that car I, like that doesn't matter that's yeah. not important <laughs> a pretty survive could have would have been kind of cool like it, like even a normal one like it was a two liter 130 horsepower 135 pound feet torque um Blah, 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 blah. It doesn't really matter. It was very slow. Um, and But I, it was a good car, though. Like, honestly, it was one of the most reliable cars I've ever owned. Yeah. And, um, like, I, like, that car in yellow was really cool. Oh, the the MP3? Uh, no, the you're just the regular. Oh, yeah. You could get it in yellow. And uh, it was just, like, at the time, compared to the selection that you could have, like, in that range of car like that was really cool totally totally yeah and the protege 5 was like specced out um a, just kind of like standard it, it only, only came with good wheels yeah, it only came with good wheels and it only came with like just like better seats i wouldn't say mm-hmm. good seats but um like it was meant to be kind of like uh a very specific experience 
and Moz at the time was doing their kind of like zoom zoom thing. And while that's kind of corny, like it is like, it is like if you're talking about like a casual enthusiast car, Mazda kind of had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still does. Um, like, but even then though, I mean, they did it much more so than the other brands. I mean, even though the SCR was kind of a different car at the time, like, I think it was kind of lame yeah. during that generation, like the early 2000s. I just remember when they marketed that it has Brembo front brakes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they yeah. had to specify that uh, the fronts were and, Brembo. And actually, my, my little brother at the time, like his first car was uh, a Sentra SCR. Uh, no, it was a Sentra SE 2.0. So that was his first car. And then my youngest brother... His first car, like just a couple of years later, was a Ford Focus. Uh, I don't remember the variation of, but was the hatch sedan? It was the he had a sedan. He had a sedan. Oh, okay. uh, it would have been cool if he had like a ZX3 or yeah, something like that. I but, thought I really considered though. Like yeah, I was, I really liked those when they came out. Our dads forced us to like uh, drive stick. Um, I I willingly did it. They were forced to do it. <laughs> so uh, and my dad didn't like. I mean, he drove stick, but he like didn't drive one himself. Uh, but uh, which I think was a great. I think that was a like. Honestly, I'm so glad that he did that because it just created a an an interest. Basically, it could have gone the opposite way, and that it was kind of like weird, like dad lessons. Like you're gonna drive the manual. Yeah. Well, it also it. I, I know that, like, we didn't, we were old enough that there wasn't smartphones then, and we had basic phones, but, like, there was no, there was no such thing as distra- distracted driving no. when you're 16 and you have a manual, because yeah. you're, like, you have to be aware yeah. at all times. Well, that was my college car, because my previous car was uh, a Saab 900. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we're not going to, we're it's not going to delve auto. there again, yeah. but, um, wait, so you were forced to drive a stick, but not for your first car? No, actually, I willingly chose the stick Mazda. So, oh, okay. because the Saab was such a nightmare to own, like, yeah. even though I loved it mm-hmm. to death, uh, till death, because that's when we parted. So, so when you, when you had the Saab, yes. uh, which I would love to talk about as little as possible, mm-hmm, when you mm-hmm. had that, you didn't know how to drive standard? I did. Okay. Okay. I'm not, I was just asking. Yeah. Well, I did not well, probably because, um, I right. learned my best friend had an 84 Celica convertible mm-hmm. that was a stick. And he let me drive that um, everywhere we went for like a while. And so I learned to drive stick on that. Uh, and so I like, I had like driven just stick randomly, but my first car was an automatic, that Saab 900. It, what was terrible with that? So it was the NG 900, which means new generation. <laughs> Stop, oh, so like LCI? Stop dying and turn into a skeleton uh, as I talk about sobs. Uh, I am already fading away with the gust it, of wind. Yep, yep. It was a 95 SE V6. It was a GM power plant. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing, but we didn't talk about the fact that no, like we... uh, that car made it to like whatever transmission was in it uh-huh. um, was terrible. Like it was really a parts what bit special. Odds? I know. So that car was like, it was something like one and a half seconds slower to 60 than the stick version, which I guess made, that's probably about right. I uh, think in the 90s, that was pretty Yeah, common. yeah, that was probably about right. But like, it was pretty, aston- no, actually, okay, wait. So zero to 60, I think on that uh, V6 automatic was close to nine seconds. And 
the stick version was like 6.9. So it was almost two seconds. Yeah. Still, that's like vast. For sure. And then if you got the turbo, which was cheaper at the time. Yeah. Um, it did like 0 to 60 in like six and a half. So okay. I don't know why anyone got the V6. It was like this weird transversely mounted like two and a half liter from an Opel, an Opel Vectra. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. All right. I, okay. All right. Uh, you could, if you can hear the sloshing of Kevin's eyes rolling back of his head, that's what's going on right now. As I said, I would love to talk about the Saab as little as possible. And I was about to go into the aviation history, but, (laughs) uh, no, I mean, I I think we've like, you and I have talked about this, but when, when can I talk about one thing in that, like I felt superior to my friends at my all boys Catholic school. Uh, and they had rear wheel drive cars. They had like they were all getting E forty six, like first gen E forty six. Oh god, those are uh, so good. Like three, I guess they would have been three twenty, three twenty threes at the time. Yes, because uh, none of them got like the nice ones. They got like the base model, but right. still, uh, that was kind of neat. Uh, but I felt quite superior with my Swedish engineering, my key in the middle. Uh, and anyways, yeah, my car was not great. Um, as I described once the steering wheel column snapping, uh, on the freeway and the steering wheel spinning freely as I was moving at 60 miles an hour. Wake me up when you're done talking about this. All right. Okay. Um, no, I, I briefly, I, when I, when I was, uh, Younger, because I, I, I'd been in a car so much. When I started driving a manual, like when I was learning to drive manual, I was like, "What if I hate this? Like, what? If, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like everything that was ingrained in me from studying car magazines for years at that point was like, you know, you've got to you, you, to be a real driver. You have to have a manual. Which, whether or not that's true, well, it's not up for discussion. But you it know, was. I, but I was like, what if I actually hate driving? What if I hate driving? And what if I hate driving a standard? I. I remember thinking uh, kind of the same thing when I was a kid before I even could drive. Like, manuals just seemed so daunting. Um, And uh, I remember, like, I had an obsession with uh, the Volvo 850 Turbo and the Tour Show. The Show was available in a manual. I was thinking, like, oh, man, it'd be so much better in an auto because anyone can drive it. And this is, like, me as a 12-year-old. Match that go pedal. Yeah. Uh, and the 850 Turbo only came in a manual, or I'm sorry, an auto here. And uh, like, so th- that to me was just kind of like a perfect, like, norm core pairing. I have a SHO question for you. Yes. Does the overt dadness of the current and last five years tour show tarnish the original? Because I maintain, mm. uh, I'm, I will debate anyone, that the current tour show is the. Uh, most unsexy car on sale. I would have to agree. I think that the show now is nothing more than literally just like a trim line. Uh, I mean, it's like, got the eco boost. It's got the eco which boost, which is deeply unsexy. I know, but it isn't it amazing though. Like, what car nowadays? Like, what normal car nowadays? Like, elicits kind of the same reaction like that. Like that car did back then. Like the tour show was special. Like. I mean, it wasn't like Ferrari special, but it was like a car that was notable. Okay, but what wasn't it always like for dorky dads? Maybe I don't know. Was it like I thought it was really cool? Tim I, Allen had one I saw in, it the, in Santa the Santa Claus. Claus. Yeah, 
At least and that was that his way. real car. That was actually his real car. No way. Real life. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I read the IMDb trivia for that. Didn't see that. Uh, but it was a cool car. Like it was just like here's like this super normal car. It was like the best selling car in America in 1992 or whatever. But also like here's like this hopped up version that was not that much more. It was like 25 grand or something, which I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like nine ninety eight thousand dollars now. I don't know money is but uh so um but it was cool like and i can't think of a car like a normal car like what is a normal car what is a normal car now that has like a performance variant that is cool um, i could be wrong but is there something um i mean like a4 s4 like not a, no not no normal, i'm normal talking about car. like a, like what you would find at a rental car stable but there's a cool variant. Well, I guess of, now that the Cobalt SS is gone, we really don't have anything left. <laughs> I thought about the Cobalt SS for one second. Uh, yeah, there is. I mean, there is no like Accord yeah. Super Sport or and something. And like the Chevy SS doesn't count because there's no normal version of that. There's like a police right. interceptor version, but uh, that doesn't count. Um, certainly, there isn't like a Ford version in the current show. I don't consider that to be a thing. Um, like the Camry never had its kind of performance variant. What was the cool car back? Okay, so back in the day, the tour show was a tour show, and maybe it was just a was it just a Ford thing. No, it was a okay. Was it an American car thing? Because they had the Contour SVT, which people roll their eyes at, but I it thought was it was cool. really cool. No, I I, I drove that them cool. in period, and yeah. they were amazing. That was really cool. They were really amazing. And then you had like the kind of like the Chevy SS variants of cars, yeah. which back in the nineties was cool-ish. Like, yeah. um, and but now I just can't think of like. No, you're right. There, there a might car. there might be a decent version of the. Fusion, but I don't think so. I, I don't definitely think so. don't think so. Because you, because the MKZ, which is a Fusion, yeah, you could get with like you, I think you could get with like all-wheel drive, like four hundred-ish horsepower. But you know, even then, like it's kind of like all these cars. You know, we kind of make it as a given. If you get the nice model, it's probably got the boosted engine that's faster, and so like they're all kind of fast now. But none of them are special. So well, every car is a. Two liter turbo four. Yeah, so which, yeah, basically. You get the hot version of that motor. Yeah, they're all hot. Uh, so it's kind of a shame. I mean, like, and is it also, here's a, the other thing. Are more special cars, or should I say, like, above average special cars more accessible now? And that's why um, there aren't as many normal special cars, I guess. Like, if you want to get an Audi, if you want to get a BMW, if you want to get a Mercedes, like not to say those are necessarily special cars, but like if you wanted a slightly elevated experience, those are pretty easy to get get into nowadays. They cost probably less than a top of the line, um, like Camry or Avalon or whatever have you. Um, no, you're rolling your eyes at me, I don't, but I don't. I don't you don't mean, think so? Like, okay, like if you wanted, like, are you saying uh, a C forty three, which is the same as a sixty three? No, a C forty three is like ludicrously expensive yes uh so no like if you consider okay if that's a that's a special car certainly uh that's a, like a normal special car but like if you're you, talking about like a cla versus a avalon oh god i was even thinking about the cla no okay. like the cla is nothing but a brand like, marketing okay, exercise like but like a, a large tangent all right this whole podcast is a tangent i, I know but we've got <laughs> we've got stuff to get oh to. my god 
I was just gonna say that nowadays it's a lot easier to just get like a nicer experience um, than it was back in the day. Like where there were kind of like if you, you like moving between like a Camry V6 XLE and like a three series was a big jump in experience. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily performance wise. Well, now it's still a big jump. All that stuff you give up when you go to the three series, <laughs> like Bluetooth and like power seats. And stuff, yeah, the camera's all, a lot nicer. Yeah, because all that stuff is optional. Yeah, like BMW still. Yeah, but that was my point. Oh, uh, yeah. My old man rant, okay. I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, okay, Mister In a Hurry. What is I'm not a, it that you would like to talk about okay. now? Well, I okay. So I had some. I I sent a picture to you of. Mm-hmm. These are my uh, records. I keep them in like a accordion binder thing, and oh, I was going through my records. stuff. Yeah, maintenance records. I was yeah. keeping. I was going through in my office today, and I saw this, and I found the one for the mini. Yes. Um, and it's amazing, like because we bought it. It's the only car I've ever bought new. Yeah. And we bought this mini in 2012, and yeah. there's like so many cool little things that we just threw them in the records book, and yeah. it's like there's like little there's a little like card thing that they that you could hand out to people it's like it's like well, lots of people are going to see you driving your mini they want to know want to know more about it like all this little fun stuff that they like Has many fun things anyone ever stopped you to ask no but that doesn't mini? matter but it's just like the sense of occasion that it all gives you like there is you know, so many was good. things you know who probably helped come up with that was crispin porter but yeah oh yeah they totally did yeah they yeah they, did, they were the incredible. ad agency that like came up with like litz motor and the yeah whole thing. And, and then they left to go they dropped mini to go work on yeah. volkswagen and do gti stuff which i loved yeah. and you uh hated that car i but did hate the i didn't hate the car but i liked the <laughs> advertising part we're we, we both used to be in advertising and so like this is very very relevant in that yeah. aspect but like um crispin portabagoski out of miami like did help to form like the modern identity they did no that wasn't they didn't do porsche in the oh, back in the day did they no no okay. no, no, no no uh i think the only car so that they've TWH had Chayate or something uh possibly i don't know i don't know who had porsche um, I know that Fallon did BMW iconically. They were the ones that did um, Ultimate Driving Machine, oh. and then I should, should you mean not I've speak. Forgotten that, I should that not speak ill title. of like the company that then decided to throw out Ultimate Driving Machine yeah. because I knew people who worked for them. Uh, but at any rate, um, yeah, no, that's cool. I, I see. So is that the folder? Kevin's showing me a picture of like this um, kind of pastel folder. It's not a pastel. It's kind of pastel uh, with the mini logo on it. Yeah. So that, efficient, did you do that or did uh, it come no, with No, no, I did that. Okay. We did that on like a vinyl okay. cutter thing. But I keep all of my maintenance records in manila folders in my George Nelson, George Nelson, George Nelson uh, action office roll top oh. desk. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, okay. I was wondering if you had a better system than the Accordion folder things. It appears you do not, but it's fine. It's fine. I do it's have amazing. a Manila. Have I have a Manila. Seen it? I have a Manila folder for the Prius. You see, it's, it's written in. I'm Shopee. not taking you upstairs later, Kevin. <laughs> okay. Um, I meant that as terribly as it sounded. Oh, but anyway, I found my owner's manual for my SC. Yeah. Which was delightful because I lost That's it for it, a few it? months. Because that looks corny as hell. This one. That's it. <gasps> oh fuck! Sorry, I just uh, spilled my drink. No. But Kevin, go on while I water. clean this up. Okay. Well, I found the owner's manual to my 911 SC. Oh dear God. Um, and uh, I had lost it for a short time because we were moving, and 
I had I had brought it into the house right around the time of moving, and uh, could not locate it for the last few months. And it turns out it was with my record, so this is not a very good story. But I might post the picture up to make that worth it, possibly. And again, I'm sorry, but um, if I may, it looks great. Yeah, okay. I'm wow, just joining back. back here. Okay, well, well thank you for, for saving us. It in there. Thank you for saving us. I wasted us. like half a glass of whiskey. Oh, well, that's oh terrible. God. I'll pour you some more, but mm. um. Anyway, I was just in uh, Eugene, Oregon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Portland, and uh, Say, doesn't, Seattle. Doesn't Daniel live near there? Yes. Our friend Daniel, former guest of the show, only guest of the show <laughs> to this point, yep. uh, Daniel Sloan, who uh, I feel terrible talking about because I feel like... I feel like I'm talking about him behind his back. And he, we there's are. A, there's a 3% chance he'll hear this. But I was explaining to a friend today... Uh, I, well, I, I saw Daniel, and I saw his Land Rover, which is currently still disabled. Um, I was talking about... Did we even talk about that? Uh, like, the curse that is, like, your... Uh, you you basically said, like, a, a car not in motion cannot break, where, in fact, it can break quite... And, and did. Quite catastrophically, as it had for him. Yeah, so Daniel, to make it brief, was in travel for three weeks. He flew back to Portland, and he found that his Land Rover LR3, which he talked about gushingly on this podcast, despite not having driven it, and I proclaimed on that episode that it could not break down if he wasn't driving it. It broke down. It is sunken on its air suspension. Yep. So I was relaying this to another friend, uh today and i was realizing i was remembering the things daniel told me and i'm like you know this sounds insane when i say this because daniel had said uh he's like well my mechanic really recommended it my mechanic (laughs) recommended that i buy this this land rover lr3 with 170,000 miles yeah that mechanic who like at the time had like opened his wallet as a moth flew out and said you know a land rover that's a good idea yeah yeah his the same mechanic of talked him out of buying a Tacoma. He was interested in the Tacoma. Yeah. The mechanic was like, you The mechanic know, said, like, a Tacoma? You don't want that. You don't want that. The The bulletproofness, bulletproofness of those is overstated. Yep. Yep. That's what I hear. An LR3... That's, is that what they say? With approaching a quarter million miles. <laughs> that's going to be your, that's going to be your yeah. thing. So, anyway, so Daniel sent us a photo after he got back to Portland just shortly after the podcast of... It not kneeling, but rather all four uh, corners squatting upon the oversized off-road tires uh, that were lodged in the wheel wells. So much so that the air suspension, what was left of it, could not raise the car. And it was stuck and really couldn't move It was stuck and could not roll, basically. And we felt very bad because, like, that is an office... You couldn't even, like, he couldn't... He couldn't do anything. Like, so... Uh, like, all that, like, kind of generic talk about, like, air suspension being, like, a weird and complicated thing. As it turns out, it is true. Well, he was texting Uh, us at midnight, and I was, like, looking at, like, an LR3 forum, and I was trying to send him... 
fixes based on reading four posts. Yeah. And I think I made the situation worse. I think yeah, he was why like, did you do that? I think he was really oh annoyed that I was like, here's your fix, the yeah. brake fuse. Yeah. Dan- yeah. You, Daniel, of course, is the type of person who would never, ever look up well, like, potential be, fixes for a car. Just to be frank, it does seem like the brake light fuse is responsible for a wide array of problems on that vehicle. Let me tell you, I'm familiar with air suspension at this point now. Uh, my, are you? Are you? You still have that strut sitting by I your still door. Have that strut, and I'm about to buy three more struts. Uh, but my car, I've prepared. Even though mine is an ancient air suspension system, uh, I'm prepared because, like, one day I will find the car kneeling or completely squatting mm-hmm. because, like, the whole like system is not functional because it's a stupid, it's stupid technology. Yeah. Um, it's great. Yeah. It's fine. Like, it's great when it works, meaning that, like, you will enjoy it if you were the first owner of this system. And then, like, subsequently, after the warranty period, good luck. Like, all air suspension is going to fail. I mean, everything on a car inevitably fails. Like, that's kind of the thing. But That's an an interesting um, point because air suspension, best case scenario, not... Great. I'm saying in a performance application, air suspension is not good. No. And in ride quality, you say that the Celsius is not as good no. as even this 3 Series. Here's the thing. Like, like the benefit is versatility and versatility. everything else is compromised like, 100% of the time, all the time. There are like alternatives. Like, you know, air suspension, the part of the versatility is that one, you have like height adjustment, say for instance, and even the Celsius, the 92 Celsius has height adjustment like Mm. i can raise it in too high and it raises about an inch and a half and that's kind of cool oh yeah but like it's kind of useless for the most part like excuse me an inch and a half is not tremendous by any means and it doesn't an inch and a half is fine yeah it's i mean yes it is i mean an inch and a half on a car is fine it's uh any application yeah but the thing is i would rather just have like a balanced coil or spring setup uh and not like instead of dealing it with it like every few years like dealing with it every 10 years and i don't know so many thousands of miles tens of thousands of miles but the air suspension is really it doesn't matter what kind of car like uh i actually recently read a thing because i almost bought an ls430 as a daily driver before i bought the um, the E91. I thought you said SC430, and you had my just intention. nearly, uh, not by intention. A friend of mine was selling one really cheap. It was the LS430, like ultra luxury, which it basically it's it's kind of like the Celsius. It has like reclining uh, rear seats, uh, massage, and there's a wine. There's like a cooler in the back, etc. And it's a short wheelbase. So it's it's very discreet, and it was also only like five thousand uh, dollars, and so I thought that was that would be kind of cool, except that it still had the original air suspension, and so I kept researching like modern Lexus air suspension, which they still use to this day, and LS four sixties, so the previous generation of the LS, um, many of them came with air suspension, and they failed with such frequency that if you find a used one chances are it's not a good deal no matter what price because it's going to fail on you and it's going to cost you tremendous amounts of money especially because it's a modern car with modern air suspension and mine my 92 was 
each strut was $1,300. So multiply that accordingly. Um, anyways, so air suspension, neat idea. Um, terrible tone. Yeah. All right. You're looking at this, our screen. What's next, Kevin? Oh, um, the, well, I went to, I went to the Pacific Northwest. That's mm -hmm. what we were talking about before you had a extended mm -hmm. air suspension diatribe. Mm -hmm. Um, I was there for a Mazda event. Yeah. I saw uh, that. Yeah. So it was it was wonderful to be invited. It was a fantastic event. Of course. It was uh it was excellent. So they actually had people drive from San Diego to Seattle yeah. and they broke it up into four waves. I will and say it I was looked very the, cool. I was in the last wave and yeah. we uh you know so And that we, MX five looked really good. It looked amazing. We had two cars. So there was about ten cars in our group. I think there was like fifteen or twenty people or so. Mm -hmm. Um only two of them were manual. So because I had emailed my preference, they asked me, what do you want? Oh, and so I got yeah. a manual both days. The first day was a ceramic RF. Wow. It was the first That's time I'd color. driven the RF. Yeah, it's amazing. That color. It was amazing. And this had the club, everything. Yeah. The Recaro seats, which were uh, a little bit firm and a little bit unforgiving. Wait, okay. So was this the updated MX-5? This was the 2019 with 180 ish okay. horsepower so you got the extra power yeah. that like just announced whole thing yep pretty good oh it was very good it oh was fantastic it was fantastic okay. I, mean, it was, yeah, I drove i drove that and i drove a more basic version i mean I, it might have been a grand touring but it wasn't it didn't have all the performance things like the brembo like the, mm -hmm. so the, the second day i drove um it was a blue mm -hmm. like a very cool blue like yeah. throughout the day, Daniel was texting me like, "Oh, this blue is so cool!" Yeah. Like I would paint the M3 that color because yeah. it's like a very muted gray blue. Yeah, but super metallic. Mazda good does really good things with the MX-5. Like it looked great. Yeah, no, it was. I was partnered with this guy Johnny, who was amazing. We were we really hit it off. You spend twenty hours in the car for two days with someone, and you don't want to kill them, and that's great. Hey, that's always a good go. sign. Yeah. We we really got along. We were both. Uh, in total enthusiast. He uh builds cars like tuner cars. Like he built a, a gorgeous RX-7 for nice. SEMA, and he he built an RX-7 for SEMA, and then was asked to help build an RX-8. Yeah, which he now has. Like he had to build an RX-8, and it's. I mean, they're both really really cool. Yeah, and uh, he knows his stuff, and he was as thrilled to be there as I was, That's and we great. had a lot of fun. We yeah, and we were driving. We got to drive. Many amazing roads, but what was interesting is this wasn't like a normal, like drive. Like this wasn't like a journalist drive event. Like yeah. we we drove from Eugene to Portland on whatever route we wanted, yeah. And then we drove from Portland to Seattle on whatever route we wanted, yeah. For, for good or bad, so we got a little lost, but we had a ton of fun, and yeah. it was uh, amazing experience and a lot of seat time in the car, yeah, and a lot of uh, stuff. And so, like a couple takeaway like anecdotes just about the experience whereas we were in portland uh, or outside of portland we went we so we went east we went along the gorge if you know portland you know the gorge we yeah. went to uh rowena rowena overlook rowena pass rowena plateau I, it's one of those yeah and uh it's this amazing thing it's this horseshoe shaped road and you can overlook it and we were there shooting video and shooting shooting a lot of stuff and sure. this this couple they were from philadelphia and this guy and 
his wife, like they fell in love with our car. Oh my god! And um, he's like, "How how much is that? Like, how you know how much is that? Is that brand new? Like he had never seen this generation of Miata before." I'm like, "Well, this is brand new. Miata was redesigned in 2016." Um, and he's like, oh, "This is amazing." I, you know, I let them sit in it, and he revved the engine and stuff. And and he told me, he's like, "Yeah, back in Philadelphia." Well, he told me, well. He told me after that he has a pagoda back at home. What? Yeah, he had a Mercedes pagoda, that's, which is that's so super interesting. Cool. What? I know, but what is what he drives? He has a four series, or no, no, he has a he has a E ninety three three series convertible. Mm. Yeah, I know. Which mm. I will say, he's clearly a convertible fan. He's a convertible fan. Yeah. It's good for him. Yeah, I would say the E ninety three is one of the worst designed BMWs. That's uh, what I would say. Like he had in a my lifetime. Voices. I'd in rather get life. like. It doesn't okay. matter. Here, let me tell you something. Go on. What I'm getting at is, yes. what I'm getting at is why I sent you this configurator. Is yes. I sent you a screenshot of the configurator because yes, I saw that. Uh, he wanted to replace his E ninety three three series convertible with a four series, and they do not offer the four series with a manual. Oh, did you know that? And I, no, I, actually, I, I, it, he, it didn't even occur to me. No, he told me that. Of course, I told Daniel, and he was like, "Yeah," but I. I looked. I looked into it. I, looked, I used the configurator. Yeah. You can buy an M4 convertible with a manual. Yeah. You can buy a four series coupe with a manual. You cannot get a four series convertible with a manual. Wow. I mean. I, I mean, they know, know their market. They know, they know their, their market. market. People now, that hate themselves and BMW hates its customers. <laughs> and like the system that is like, uh, the BMW can you know just how but, they output their products right. nowadays. But they, like, but they didn't research that well because they left this guy out. I and mean, he was he thought this was like he thought this was like a sixty thousand dollar car from the look of it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. He was like, How much That's is this? he really had no idea and um That's fair. I mean but it, he was really impressed. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean cool. like like wouldn't that be amazing if you could actually get a sixteen thousand dollar car? Like no, I said because, 60, 60. Oh, 60. Oh, yeah. dear Lord. I think no, he thought 16. it was a 16. Because he's like, yeah, he's like, an M4 costs 60. Like, but, I thought every convertible was 60,000. But that was kind of the Miata, though. It was, like, basically a $16,000. Right. Like, well, I might have told him I might have told him it was the MX-5 because I was, yeah. I was, uh, not, I wasn't representing I was, Mazda, but I was trying to use their term of MX-5. I was super onto the idea of him thinking that it was a cheap roadster, not in that it it seemed cheap as in quality right, wise, right, right, but right. that that somebody still made like an enthusiast oriented cheap car. So my, I have a friend uh, named Jeff Yip, who's a journalist locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he lived in Southern California when the NA came out mm-hmm. and he was a young, pro- well, I guess not that young professional, but young ish. And he, uh, he saw he saw it on a truck or whatever, yeah. and he followed it to the dealer. Yeah, and he bought it. Yeah, and his and the, his sales associate had to follow him home to bring his kids home. Oh wow! Like like he like he bought the car. In, this oh, is I like know 1989. Jeff Yip. Yeah, you know Jeff Yip? Yeah, I don't know him personally, but yeah, I know of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if I could just bring this around, so we got into Seattle. Yeah, and uh. Mazda had arranged, it was super cool because we had in Eugene like a very nice like dinner, like, you know, event, like a press event type dinner. Yeah. And in Portland, same thing, like really fantastic. And then when we got to Seattle, it was like they, uh, 
invited the local Miata club yeah. to come out to a parking lot. That's they got food trucks. They paid for everyone's food, but it was yeah. like food trucks and all these Miatas. And it was all these uh, diehard fans coming to see the 2019s. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It was super cool. cool. It was well, super cool. And we got to chat with all these people. And the thing is, like, I have always thought that this generation Miata is, and the last generation, to be perfectly honest, mm -hmm. is more fun than yep. your average BRZ or FRS, and yep. this just solidifies. It's like, yeah. you know, not on paper, it was it was as good I or better, say, and now on paper, it's right with it. Uh, in this generation... Um, and, and I know they're not really competitors that has back seats yeah. and whatnot, but as far as, like, drivers, cars for under yeah. 30K... That like, one time we drove uh, that uh, press car... That was really interesting. It's it's a great car. It's, it's a so good. good. I, I drove it so, like through the, like we're talking like miles and miles, many miles of, yeah. of super winding road in the northwest, yeah. and I was, you know, rev matching. I mean, it was just such a joy. Like yeah. you really you, you, on it these roads, you... you can really feel the weight transfer. You yeah. really feel what the car is doing. Like it's so enjoyable. It's the ergonomics are perfect for like blipping the throttle and, low and, and power, heel toe. It's low power enough to where like you work for it a little bit and yeah, like you feel the car, and that's the whole point. Well, yeah, and the, and it, there's uh, there's always a little bit of roll to it, and that's the way it is, and I and I like that, and it's good. And you feel what it's doing. You feel what the yeah. chassis is doing. You can feel the weight transferring. You can feel yeah. it moving around in a in a great way. It's all perfectly balanced with the yeah. amount of power it has, and oh, it's it's yeah, so much fun. It's I think that's what's really so cool satisfying. About it. Like, I think that is a great answer. It's always the. I mean, you know, people joke, but it is the answer for like the inexpensive, enthusiast-oriented car. Like, it really is. Like, me, you can't can I, complain. Can I tell you about two of the people I met at the uh, event? Well, there was a man, uh, and he. He had this Miata, and it was that, like, you know, uh, Porsche nerds will know. It's like Mexico blue color. That mm. bright blue, the mm -hmm, Smurf mm -hmm, blue mm -hmm. that the first NA Miata came in. Mm -hmm. And it looked amazing. And I looked. The interior looked amazing. It had 309,000 miles. And it was... <laughs> wow, that's actually, that's fairly cool. That's it was cool. amazing. He's, he's like, yeah, well, he's like, it's not original. The engine had to rebuild at 275. Okay, that's not too bad. And, and um, he's like, you know, some of the body panels have been redone. Like, most of the body panels have been redone yeah. from... I mean, that's like that's but like three, ten square feet, three hundred thousand miles. Like it was impressive, and he showed me a photo of him buying the car, oh, like him sitting with the car in cool. nineteen eighty nine. Holy shit! I know he it should put that on. So, if he puts that on bat, like with that photo, like he oh, will get like three hundred. See, that's the thing we talked about this three hundred thousand more miles. I think would fetch higher than like one seventy five. Oh, yeah. When you cross the threshold of like high mileage to like spectacle mileage. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a man. really good way of putting it. That's that good. is. That's where like yeah the value starts coming in. Like yeah, I guarantee you. You if you sell like a five hundred thousand mile, four hundred thousand mile SC nine eleven SC or something like that, and it's obviously kept up and rebuilt in the right uh, aspects. Uh, like people would buy that. People would be very into that. I'm sorry. I just watched Kevin like uh spill like half of his drink. Uh, it was water. His lap. It was water. Uh, at any rate. Um, but that's cool. That's very cool. And then uh, there's another gentleman, and he had a super clean NC. Oh, we're talking LC, LCI, okay. NC Miata. Okay, um, I have opinions, but yeah. Wait, really? The LCI was so cool. much better. The LCI yeah. was so much better. Yeah. 
I mean, the, like, it's fine. It's the, fine. It, if I could choose it from the generations, which you now basically can, um, you know, NC wouldn't be much. The choice. third gen, no, the NC is the worst, but the LCI like saved yeah. it a lot. Yeah, the LCI was way better. Yeah, so it was LCI third gen. Uh, the P H R T. Yeah. No, P R H T. I don't know. What God, you're I never about. know what it is. What the are you power about? retractable hard top. Oh yeah. What okay. they call R F now. Um, yeah, I tell you no, what though. I'm, I'm, I'm Wait, not asking for you, opinions. Do you? I am though. Oh. Do you like the new RF? The RF versus yes. the retractable hardtop of your, which is to say the NCs. The P. Yeah. P. P E R H T. Yes. Uh, that's a great question. I think so. The RF looks good. Mm. I don't know if it looks amazing. I wouldn't get the RF. I right. spent, so I spent no. So I spent time. Um, I spent a day with the RF and a day with the soft top. Yeah. And not that it makes me an unqualified expert, but the RF, the buttresses that look so cool, like they really hurt the visibility. Mm. Like at all times. Like I would say, I would say the buttresses are worse than having the soft top up and the soft top. I could see that. I because could see you that. You can't see across. Yeah. Like you can't. They're like. like they're these, they're basically the, uh, I guess technically the B pillar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it restricts your blind spot, like significantly. You notice it. Also, I have a problem with the proportion. Um, so when I see an ND Miata, I think it looks insanely like low and wide and flat normally. Yeah. Like it, it looks like a, it looks like a, a three fifth scale, like you know, F-type or something. Yeah. But then when you see the roof on it, like the hardtop roof, it kind of betrays that proportion and it makes it look taller and skinnier and yeah. narrower than it is. I, do, I don't hate the RF. Um, it reminds me at times like 914 in style with those buttresses and... Mm -hmm. uh, but, but the 914 is like a pancake. Like it's so yeah. wide and flat and yeah. low and the ND is not... Yeah, it's I, not low. It's not, and it's it's very. I'll it makes say it look that very narrow. I don't hate the um, that RF, but like I also don't like prefer it. Like if you're gonna have that car, you might as well. I mean, like it's weird. It's weird to want a hard top on that car, in my opinion, unless mm -hmm. you really just bought it as an accessory. Like there's the spectacle. You have a folding hard top or like what the RF is now, which I guess you could call it. It, it is. It's a folding hard top, but it is a Targa. Yeah. It's a Targa. Uh, but like otherwise, like it, from, it's really cool. And I, and yeah, I might reconsider in the Houston, honestly, in the Houston environment, the target, the, the RF is probably the very best. Yeah. Cause well, I, I always feel we have, we could go on and another enthusiasts thing. won't buy it, but like, it's fine. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's the same similar yeah, but enthusiasts the, might buy it if they want to keep the top on all the time it's like I don't need a hard top I, it's it's there I'll, I'll get to the last thing about this gentleman who had this facelift NCI, uh, NC I'm sorry LCI NC yes and he was complaining to uh, people he was complaining no, he was complaining that uh, is this you yes he was complaining that Mazda doesn't have like bold colors he actually brought up on his phone like that in Germany like Mazda in Germany offered this like super vibrant metallic green and he's like if oh, they offered cool. he's like if they offered that like i would buy that he's like if they offered that now i would yeah. buy an nd to replace this also he had european like where the fog lights are 
Yeah. Like where the little like lower light plastic molding is, like he had replaced it with a European style. It was all very, Ooh. very clean and elegant. That's cool. It was a super nice looking car. I but, say yeah, I I would have to agree with him. Like uh But yeah, their colors their color palettes are all really muted and then the red. Yeah, which, it's considered. Which he said like he's like People think the red is the only color it comes in because so many people get the red on the ND because it's the only bright color. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I think they should do mm. my idea. Mm. I think they should do like a Miata paint to sample thing where they, they don't charge $8,000 like Porsche does. Mm. And they should, like any Miata color ever, you oh, get that'd be cool. on your Miata. Wouldn't yeah. that be super cool on an ND? Like that French Smurf that blue or, or one of the yellows? Cool. That'd be really cool. I wish though I that I feel like that would like bring about so much like Miata why, solidarity. Why doesn't Mazda currently uh, lean more on their heritage? I wish they would because icon their icon they the iconic cars, the MX five, the RX seven, like those cars were promoted in a very different way. And the RX seven was promoted so well that they stopped selling it after three model years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it was also very expensive. Well, no, it was actually. You know why it was not brought. You know why it was not brought back for ninety six was why? because of OBD two. Not new for ninety six. That's for sure. That's right. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Should we go through some literature? Uh, I was looking at the time here and hoping that we would forget about it, but okay. No, I am not forgetting because I brought something that is very special. As have I, but just for you, Kevin. Yeah. What have you brought? Well, do you see what that says in the embossing? <laughs> I'm really honestly trying not to. <laughs> Let me move it in the light. What does it say? <laughs> Don't look at the gold foil badging. Look the at the gold foil badging is blinding me. Yeah. Kevin, can I ask you? Yeah. Before I mention what yeah. this actually is, how yes. much did you spend on this? I spent. Like six dollars. That's a lie. No, that I'm is serious. A lie. I am serious. Say what it is. He's brought a prestige uh, Plymouth. No, Chrysler, Chrysler Prowler brochure. Yeah, yeah. So this is it is embossed with the Prowler uh, face and ooh, a, a fly sheet with. The Prowler Comic no, that's Sans. Just, that's just printed. Oh, that's and that's not Comic not... Sans. That's like Mistral Sans. Script. No, it's hard to say. It's uh, it's custom drawn. It's custom drawn. So a... okay, this is hmm. Chris won't say it. This is the Chrysler Prowler brochure, <sighs> and I would like to point out, I paid less. I think the collectors want the Plymouth stuff, and so this Chrysler one. So there's this weird period. I think this is from 2000. This is uh, a lot more. We should just play the elevator. Dude, no, no. Oh, there's another one on the back. No, I need to. This, I am excited about this. I have been excited about this for a while, but I think it's 2000 or 2001. But after Plymouth went away, they moved the Chrysler, they moved the Plymouth to Chrysler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's why this brochure was cheaper. I think the collectors want the original Plymouth. Yeah, it's if a it's Plymouth not, Prowler, not a Chrysler Prowler. Wait, just wait till you see the inside of this brochure because I was <sighs> honestly, I was dying laughing when I started opening this. For Is the that first man time. wearing leather? There's a lot of leather. Oh Look no! At, okay, all right. Big spread of the silver car, but yeah. here we go. Ooh, the chrome. It's chrome everywhere. That's a lot of chrome. 
The pages are stuck together. That well, mostly was not before. That's okay. expected. This this collage style of like the photographs and stuff. Mm-hmm. This was something I was real big on in my graphic <laughs> design. I was, I would do this kind of stuff with my graphic design uh, in the early two thousands. Uh, I've done that for clients who requested it and begrudgingly said like, what am I doing with my life? I was real excited about this kind of stuff in like 2002. Oh, hell. Yeah. I basically made this layout, but with like McLaren F1 stuff yep. on my own Yeah, I'm, for myself. Do you see these prowlers? This, but with McLaren F1s. Yeah. These these prowlers, they have photo corners everywhere and shadows. They sure do. Okay, wait. I'm getting I to the really hope the accessories section has like the trailer. Oh, look at that auto stick with the drawing. Ooh, oh, look at that more, automatic more manual stuff. stick. Okay. Mm. We're getting to the best part. Yes. Trust, well, trust if me. we... How have we not been there yet? No, there's two best parts. There's two mm. best parts. There are two best parts. Where one of them is why I bought the brochure. Yes. Uh, and we're not there yet. Oh, my. Okay. This is the best part. And I'm going to need you to clear everything off this table. Okay, you're going to have to shatter a lot of glass. Oh, my God. Look at this, like, shitty interior. Oh, wow. This is, like, it's a qua- is- 36 inches it's of like shitty, gross interior. Wait, is that the center? Is that the center? That's not the center spread. That's a big sheet. I it's didn't not even the center think, spread. Okay. I was going to say, I really wish they got in a custom sheet because I think it's bigger than they... Okay. <laughs> Shut God up, nerd. Okay. This is Ow. a giant... It, what I'm looking at is a giant spread. It's double fold out on an already weirdly okay. long... First of all, I completely forgot that it was a center speedo yeah. layout. And third of all, I did not forget that it has all the same like components as look how like, gross a, these door a panels Chrysler look. minivan. Each door panel gets its own page, and they look so gross. like that stereo is from like a grand <laughs> caravan. Everything uh, is this is the this is everything. This is it for me. Oh my it, god! It's an it okay. does echo eight. This it has the trailer, and this, I thought that was literally okay. I will admit. You will admit this is amazing. I will admit that I didn't know anything official about the this Prowler. This is amazing. And I did not know an official option was the matched trailer that is basically like a lopped off buttock of <laughs> the Prowler. And I didn't know that. I thought that was really a weird car show thing no, that someone did. No, it's real. The what trailer. The fuck? Interestingly, that is so I think the rears on the Prowler are 18s, and the re- and the trailer top wheels are 17s. Do you know what the embodiment of a nightmare is? It would be learning literally all the things you thought were a joke, uh, but Isn't are reality. Amazing? You know the the one thing that makes it better if I had properly mm, researched. Yeah. And if I if I knew that this was originally a purple one mm-hmm. and they photoshopped it, mm-hmm. uh, we don't know that. We don't know, but. I'm, what I'm describing here, Chris yes. did a very poor job of describing, mm. is a aerial shot of a orange prowler, orange interior, with <sighs> the matching trailer uh, at speed. It's fantastic. That is a lot. This is, a, uh, this is amazing. Isn't this good? This is like the best thing I've ever brought, except you for the scepter. You should know that you... You own this now. I'm so proud. The so, mailing list the, you must be on. The, this one in 2000, whatever this year is. Yes. 2000. It only came in silver. 
Prowler orange <laughs> pearl coat and Prowler oh, midnight blue. Oh, that is actually really hilarious. The color palette. They're options. all. They all are called Prowler. That is hilarious. There are uh, literally three colors. Th- three colors is fine, but there's it's Prowler silver, oh, Prowler orange, and God. Prowler midnight blue pearl coat. What is this car? All the- Why did it uh, exist? I've known about it for so long, but it still. It had the auto stick, Chris. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. oh they spent. Uh, they hit them with some UV. Oh, money was spent. Oh, blindingly. Do you see this cover? How much money was spent on that? Kevin. Yeah. My periodical. It's not going to beat that. I'm sorry you have to follow that. Is up. also American. But. This is a shock to me. But. Might it also be. Oh, God. European. No. And I will say this. I oh, actually I haven't even wait, opened you said it. stuff have arrived. You said stuff has arrived. So that means you have something new. So this might be interesting. I actually haven't opened it yet because I thought that you should be the one to open it. Okay. Close your eyes. Okay. What? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. I don't know what's inside of it. You probably oh do. Oh my god. Yeah, I know everything about this. This is a 1995 Ford Probe Bursher. I owned a 1995 Ford Probe and I have yeah. the 1996 and 1997 Bursher, but the 1995 I do not. This have. is your model year. I don't know how to open this. I don't either. <laughs> That's why I didn't open it. It was very difficult. Oh, my God. Yeah. What lies beneath uh, the cellophane? We may have to get a knife. Oh, my God. They literally just wrap it in cellophane. You just have to wrap it, unwrap it. I, I can't see where the seams are. Okay. This is, Can we cut this? Yes. Uh, how? <laughs> Kevin is like, like futilely batting at it like a cat. <laughs> trying to open like a can of tuna. What is this? Like how it's folded right there. You do it. Oh my god. It's, it's not as easy as it looks. You just gotta find this. Yeah, how's that going for you? The seam. We're cutting this out. <laughs> We're not cutting this out. This is like, this is the intelligence level that people should expect. What the hell? Alright, we got it. Do you? It's, it's like it's not even like cellophane wrapped. This is like packing tape. They yeah, it's difficult. Oh hell! Oh, moving the you're moving my microphone. All right, here you do the rest of this. Fine. All right. Wow. I wonder how many photos are reused in this. Wow, that's a good picture on the cover. Yeah. Whoa. Look at that. Tornado red. That's, uh, that's laser red. All right. That's the color of mine. Is that is that a super thick cover? I think it is. That is a laser red GT spread. Ooh, that interior looks good. It was a good looking car. Wow, this is a headline that says probe, probe ergonomics. Yeah. That is very unfortunate. Probenomics internally. Yeah. Kevin, the describe SE, what you're seeing. 
Well, okay, the SC sucked. This is a white SC spread, and the regular probe also sucked. Wait, so there were multiple beyond the GT? Unfortunately, yes. There was multiple. They had a four-cylinder and were not very good. Now I die and turn to a skeleton. Hey, you asked me the question. <laughs> oh, what does it say about the swirly spokes? Mm. Right. Were they directional? 16-inch direct. It says they're directional in that they... They spin, turn in they a turn direction? In direction. <laughs> they are not directional. Uh, cast aluminum wheels. Mm. 225-50R16 radials. That's significant. It was. This car was really good at like autocrosses and stuff because yeah. it had a lot more grip than even like a Integra GSR. Yeah. That might be a lie, but yeah. It had more grip. It had more tire. That's like, a fact. According to marketing terms. No, like, I'm talking about the tires. I'm talking about the tire size. Between like tire rack ads. I'm talking about the, like, the width of the tire. It had a beefier tire. It had 16s. It had 225s. <laughs> My 911 doesn't have that in the front. No, but your 911's from 1912. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the ownership experience. Ooh. Where was the shot? It's hard to say that. This is amazing. That is amazing. Look at that. The 95. Wow. Ford Prob. Got the wheels. Laser red tinted clear coat. Ooh. Oh, that. You could get clear so coat good. or not clear coat as an option. No, I think they're all clear coat. It's hard to say. There's not, like, 2% of this brochure is the GT. Yeah. Well, because no one, they, that's the whole point. They were going to sell all the other cars based on the GT. It was the Halo probe. It was the Halo probe. <laughs> Wait, okay, so the 95, if you'll yeah. explain. Okay. The, the uh, Heckenbrow, the uh, light bar. Yes. So this was a car... That had... It had it had the light bar thing in the back. I think the design was better when it had the GT across the back, but I'm pretty biased. Okay. But the the base I, models didn't have that. I liked the GT across there. I remember that actually. Where, I don't see a picture of it. I don't know if it's pictured in this. No, because this is the transitional. No, the GT was this was that year, but the SE didn't have it. Mm, yeah, the SE had like a weird old like. This was in the middle. This was how it was on ninety three and ninety four. Wait, on the that GT. was kind of like a production like nightmare must have been because like you had to have a different bumper where the plate was like Yeah. Instead of being in the light bar, it was in the bumper, and then the other cars had it in the Ooh, light bar. Safety and handling. I oh every year they had this picture of the bar in the door, and yeah. I was always like, What the fuck? We have safety by way <laughs> of a bar. There's a the club in the door. In the door. Oh, this is this is amazing. It's what yours to keep, what type is the, what type is this? Oh man, is that like Bedoni or like Big Caslon? Might be Caslon. No, it's not Bedoni. Jesus, come on, who are like, you? This is I, sorry, like I like Bedoni. So maybe I do it's too. Caslon. Bedoni is a modern. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. Bedoni is a modern with oh, oh whatever higher contrast. Look, I'm drunk. I'm squinting. I don't know what it says. Okay. Well, this brochure was excellent, but yeah. it ended too soon. Because it's five pages long. It's not even like proper printing, like page count. It's, it's 
amazing how they did that. They, they, had to, the fifth they, had to chop, they had to chop three <laughs> off. That's yours, by the way, because I don't want that. Oh, uh, I'll put it in my stack with the Prowler. Yeah. I have a stack of other... This is the best cover of any of the probe brochures I have. This is a good one. It's like a little teaser. <laughs> I have three probe brochures A little, now. like, nip Thank you. pick. A little nip wow. of the I'm very probe. grateful. Anyways... Uh, so we're going to go here on three hours. So, um, Kevin, I think this is a podcast. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So um, we babbled. We were hoping that it was going to be slightly more structured, but it wasn't, and that's fine. Uh, this Whose is fault what was that? New for 92 is. We don't have to do it in unison at the end. I know. That's why I said 92, because I thought yeah. you were going to say 96. Yeah. But you ruined it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Uh, all right. Well. Wait. I mean oh, to say, do the closing because I always forget that. We should re- redirect all of our listeners to check out the Instagram, New for 96, where we'll be posting pictures of all these brochures. Telex us at 555. All right, you do that. 613 Yeah, we couldn't get 69. Um, also, if you have any comments or anything, uh, message us at uh, Gmail at New for 96, spelled out. In that order. Yes. At gmail.com. Yes. And that's all. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you.